Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. So a new report from the Wall Street Journal just comes out and implies that when the Fed starts dropping rates, they're not going down to 4%. No, no, no. They're going straight down to 0% if history is a guide. Let's get right over to the Wall Street Journal and check this out. Title, when rates drop, they usually plunge. And if this sounds familiar, or I, I should say it should sound familiar for a lot of you guys that watch this channel consistently, because we talk about this all the time. History suggests central banks expected scenario isn't likely to happen. Hmm. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> I think on this YouTube channel, it's Oh, yes, it's called the Rebel Capitalist Channel. That, that's where I've heard this before. Let's keep going. Federal Reserve is hoping for something it has never managed before. So whenever I go over these articles from CNBC and Bloomberg, where all these talking heads and experts are sitting there just saying, oh, well, yeah, look, I mean, going into 2024, we're going to have this no landing, and the Fed is just going to drop interest rates by maybe 25%, maybe once a quarter. And it's just going to be this beautiful deleveraging. And then we're just going to gradually go back down to where we were before, you know, 2%. But, but it, the Fed is going to do this over the span of like three or four years. And each time they cut rates, the market's going to explode higher. The economy is going to continue to boom. This is the narrative that you hear, right? Where on this channel, we just look at charts from history and say, well, uh, yeah, that might happen. But the probability is incredibly low. Why? Because it's never happened before, ever in the history of Fed interest rate cycles and inversions and recessions. It's never happened before. So it's great to see the Wall Street Journal actually acknowledging the elephant in the room, which in this case is just simple history and common sense. So let me go back over this one more time so we're all on the same page. The Federal Reserve is hoping for something it has never managed before, not merely the softest of soft landings for the economy, but the slowest rate-cutting cycle in history. The central bank spelled out its dot plot. And I don't, Josh, are they referring to Jerome Powell's testosterone dot plot or interest rates? Now that one has been at zero for far too long. Okay. So they've got to be talking about interest rates. Okay. So the dot plot of forecasts on Wednesday, it's ambition to conquer inflation while doing little to no damage to the economy, predicting stronger growth and lower employment. Unemployment. Investors focus on the prediction that rates will come down less than previously expected, pushing up bond yield and hurting big tech stocks. But markets accepted Fed prediction at face value. Weird. Shocker, right? They, they, they take the Fed at face value constantly over and over and over again, although the Fed is wrong over and over and over again. You, you, you got to ask yourself, how many times can the Fed cry wolf before the kid wakes up and says, no, you don't know what you're talking about? I mean, do we ever get that emperor is wearing no clothes moment with the Federal Reserve? I think we will, actually, but it doesn't seem to be coming anytime soon. Getting back to the article, it will cut rates next year less than investors hoped, according to their little dot plot, but then spread rate reductions over another three years as inflation decelerates despite little in the way of job losses. So they're just painting this rosy picture that the probability is, is almost zero. But then they go to this chart, which is great. Wall Street Journal showing us 
kind of what their projections are, that this is what, based on the dot plot, the forecast, is what will happen to interest rates. But again, I keep saying, why would they drop rates? If we don't have a landing, if everything's hunky-dory, if we're just in this 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 kind of uh, Goldilocks type of economy, then why drop rates? Because inflation is still above your uh, your target. And interest rates, hello, they're not high. They're normal. They're normal. These are not Paul Volcker interest rates. We're not talking about 20%. We're talking about five. That's historically average. It may be even a little low. So why, if we have this beautiful landing, would they drop rates? The answer is they wouldn't. The only reason they drop rates is if we have the bottom fallout. And then to the Wall Street Journal's point, the Fed funds ain't going to look like this. It is not going to look like this little gold thing right here. It's going to look like what it did during the GFC, where instead of this nice little soft landing, we have a wild E coyote moment. That's what happens. If you go back and look at history, it's not beautiful landing. It's wily coyote. So the point that I make on this channel, which again, the Wall Street Journal is doing well, is if we've had a wily coyote interest rate drop every single time in the past, why would it be any different this time? Hopefully I can zoom back in here so I can actually read it. Okay, keep. let's keep going. It's the perfect scenario. And now I'm reading from the article. It's the perfect scenario for the central bank, but history suggests it isn't likely to work out. <laughs> There are two lessons from history. Interest rates, Fed thinks it can skip this time. The first is that rates go up the stairs, but come back down the elevator. Almost, or, or in other words, Wile E. Coyote. Almost every interest rate cycle ends with rapid, their words, not mine, rapid rate cuts. And never before has there been such a drawn out series of rate cuts as the Fed now forecasts. Here's a quote from David Kelly, chief global strategist, JP Morgan Asset Management. They seem to think they can just coast down slowly. Another quote, it never happens that way. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macroeconomics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So for all your friend and family member Freds that you have shown a rebel capitalist video, and they sit there and say, oh, that George Gammon guy, what, what does he know? He's just a tinfoil hatter. He's just a, a fear monger. Look, look at his stupid clickbait title. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Show them this video right here from the reputable Wall Street Journal and from the reputable J.P. Morgan Asset Management, basically saying exactly what we have been talking about on this channel for months the Fed's hope is an unusual one. Growth will come in higher than expected and inflation lower. 
Yeah. Another head scratcher. Hmm. <laughs> Basically, what they're telling the markets is that they're going to defy the laws of physics. And the market is just sitting there saying, uh, okay, sounds good. H- how can all of these reporters that are sitting there meet like Steve Leesman, always in the room with Jerome Powell, how on earth is he not pushing back against this? Just constantly, constantly, constantly impressing Jerome Powell on how what he is predicting has never come true. And what he is predicting is basically the economic equivalent of just hoping for rainbows, unicorns, and uh, you know sunshine indefinitely into the future. So the Wall Street Jer- Journal next points out the contradiction. They say the Fed is hoping for higher than expected growth and lower than expected inflation. But this isn't how the Fed normally expects the economy to work. If inflation continues to decline, the Fed will be able to reduce rates. For now, it appears to be erring on the cautious side of warning of one more rate rise to come and only two rate cuts next year against the four previously predicted, dragging out the rate cutting cycle. Right, but they didn't expand on that. They should have expanded on that. See, they have this view or they hope that growth will be higher, inflation will be lower, when every single one of their models that they always revert back to says that there is a uh, relationship between growth and inflation. That when inflation goes up, growth higher, growth higher, inflation higher. None of their models say growth higher, inflation lower. That's basically the opposite of the Phillips curve. So on one hand, how can you sit there and pray to the Phillips curve? And then on the other hand, with the, the rest of your rhetoric, you're basically debunking the Phillips curve. Oh, here we go. Everyone's now they're referencing the the IMF. My goodness gracious. See, I was given the Wall Street Journal all of this credit. And now all of a sudden, in one paragraph, they have completely derailed. <laughs> they're off the tracks now. Let's see what they say about the IMF. Work by IMF economists published earlier this month found that successfully resolving inflation shocks in the past required tight monetary policy that lasted, taking an average of three years across more than 100 uh, inflation shocks around the world. Failure to deal with inflation was most often because of what the paper's authors called premature celebrations when inflation fell back and central banks relaxed the policy. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious if they went back to the 1940s, though, because there and how are they defining inflation shocks? Is it just CPI or are they including supply side shocks? Uh, which is, you know, to a certain degree, uh, what we experienced in the 1940s and what we experienced in 2020, 2021. Uh, There could be a monetary component to it as well, but you got to look at the supply side of that equation. So I don't know if they're factoring that into their their study that they did. Keeping rates fairly high, the median Fed policy predicts 5.1. Again, that's not high. That is normal. Oh, here we go. One drawback of the IMF study is that the bulk of the past examples are from the 1970s oil shocks. There's a strong parallel to today, 1973, 74 oil crisis. Yeah, but again, we're going to do a video later on today how Gunlock rightly points out that higher oil prices could actually lead to deflation and a recession. A recession. I don't know why I said recession. Uh, And a recession, not necessarily just higher rates of consumer price inflation. It's kind of an idea that we've been grappling with on this channel. And Snyder talks about that all the time as well. But to my earlier point, it doesn't look like they went back to the 1940s. Okay, there you have it, guys. So Wall Street Journal coming out and saying that, hey, if the Fed starts dropping, 
in 2024, which according to their dot plot, they're going to do, they're not going to be dropping by 25 basis points every single six months and, until we get down to 3% after two or three years. No, 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 no. Once they start dropping, likely in 2024, it's going to be Wiley Coyote, or in their words, it's, it's going to take the elevator down, which means, depending on how bad the recession is, that that could get back down to zero. I mean, who knows? The, the, in this world, it's so crazy. Or I shouldn't even say this world. This simulation that we're living in is so bizarre and so upside down. I mean, we, we've got to acknowledge the fact that there's not a zero probability that they even take rates negative. We'll have to see and wait. We'll have to wait and see how uh, this plays out. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and we'll see you in the next video.